What's up, Internet? Welcome to Legacy Characters, a podcast where my dad and I hang out and talk about everything in pop culture. Comics, movies, television, music. We look how it used to be. We look how it is now. Everywhere in between. And now, without further ado, let's get generationally geeky. What up, Carter John? What's up, Daddy O? Not much, not much, man. We're just hanging out in the new Legacy Lounge. Yeah, man, it's pretty fucking cool. It turned out nice. Yeah. Yeah, I moved into a new room, got it painted, finally uh, got blinds and curtains up. We got space. Yeah, look at it stretch out a little bit, not yeah. tripping over cords all the time. Yeah, uh, nice comfy furniture, you know, we got some some things to add to it. Uh, a couple upgrades and modifications to the Batcave. Yeah, that's Make right. Make it the Legacy Lounge Mark II. That's right, yeah, <laughs> 2.0. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Uh, I'm excited to record here. First show in the new Legacy Lounge. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Kind of ties in because we're taking it to the future. The next ev- next stage of evolution of the show, dude. Yeah. Which super ties into a really badass movie you got to see this week. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very good movie. Um, But before we get into that, I kind of want to... Oh, sorry. Uh, we're talking today, reviewing in the chat, Blade Runner 2049. Yep. So that's what we were talking about today. But before we get into that movie, um, I want to, you know, kind of pose the question to you because kind of the whole idea of our show is that legacy, that before and after. Right. And um, this is a really prime example of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 matches up to what we our structure stick. our our yeah our stick our gig on exactly. So I kind of <laughs> just want to get your you know a. Your thoughts as this being, you know, one of your favorite cult classics from back in the day and just your thoughts on the original and, you know, what cut of the film. (laughs) Right. And, you know, and and the cool thing about it is, is this is, you know, the original is 1982. Yes. Which, you know, right in the middle of my heyday, baby. Yeah. Um, And it was a great time uh, because you as we've talked about the music, you were in a transition period. And, and, and at that time, music was driving a lot of uh, what um, you got from cinema. Oh, yeah, especially that, you know, especially for Blade Runner, that direct punk influence. The right. leather, the dirty, the grimy, the boots. Yeah, uh, you know, just the edge. Yeah, that edge, that's perfect. And you talk about the transition period because that's kind of that time in film history where you, you you're past you know Clockwork Orange and 2001: Space Odyssey and kind of the Kubrick sans yeah of the late 70s right where that more weird experimental filmmaking especially in the science fiction stuff right and you got and the visual they you know really stepped up the visual aspect of the movie oh yeah and you got to think about this, especially the original dude that's Ridley fucking Scott yeah. So, you know, you, yeah, exactly. That's all you got to really say. So, so the original holds a special place for you. Yeah. It's overall. And, 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 you know, and you brought, you know, you brought up the, you know, the other two, which was Clockwork Orange and um, 2001, which, you know, these three movies or those three movies um, are probably within my top seven. Yeah. 
of all time. Yeah, of all time, all three of them. And I love, I love watching them now. Oh yeah, that's one thing I gotta say is last Wednesday before the premiere of the new one, I went and saw the first one, Final Cut, in the theaters. Right. And it holds up amazing. Like, it's Uh-oh. a masterpiece by 2017 standards, much less 1982. Yeah, and, and and this is something that, you know, after seeing, you know, the sequel last night and then thinking about the original, um, to me, the original was so much more futuristic. Yeah. Where this 2049, there's a lot of relationship to what we're going through now. Yeah, like so, apocalyptic. Yeah, you're not you're not getting that 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 feel of, you know, this different future. Yeah. that you did back then. Yeah, like you still have the same elements of like flying cars and all those things. Right, but, but back everything then, else man, that is, was a concept. Yeah, and we'll get into it a little deeper um it, everything is a lot more close to home, right? As far as the yeah, there can futuristic be some, wasteland air. Yeah, you can, there's some there's some pretty strong ties. Exactly, uh, but yeah, so that's you know your experience with the film, the original as it you know coming out, and you know mine is recently finding it as you know most movie nerds do in their early 20s right and i've seen it you know once a long time ago but only you know began to revisit it as this movie came more to prominence right and got you know got the play in the media yeah, and, and all then it of was that. coming yep. and they finally got what you know really excited me was denny villeneuve like the director of 2049 right because he had done Arrival last year, yeah, which is excellent movie. Holy crap, excellent movie, dude! Oh my god, I didn't know I was gonna like that movie that much. Right, and it was so cool. So as soon as I found out, like, oh shit, yes, um, right. and so that made me kind of revisit the old one, and yeah. you know, see the different cuts of the film, like right. ultimately the final cut without the voiceover and like the you know different ending that leaves right. it more uh, open. It's, yeah. It's just the story behind this film. It's like the OG cult classic. Yeah. So, you know, getting that appreciation as a cult classic, like coming in knowing that. Exactly. You know, not see it in the theaters like you and just immediately being like, no, this is awesome. I knew this was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into this, if this yeah, has any any good... Uh, thread to it to the original is going to be good exactly like because I'd, I'd i'd prefer it to be great but because of how i feel about the first one exactly like you were immediately on board like cult cat for it to get cult classic status sorry um stumbling over words like you're like y'all motherfuckers were just late to the party yeah <laughs> yeah this is cool shit exactly so you know needless to say it's a long intro and a kind of long-winded way of saying we were both really excited for this movie. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I was, you know, but the, for me, though, is a little apprehensive. Yeah, be, as you would, like 35 years after the original reboot where you're bringing, you know, the old star back in a different way. We've seen it done so many times yeah. now with the and just bad. Yeah. Like just not a doesn't good doesn't work. Track you know, the my my great word crowbar. Yeah, like an unnecessary like the dumb and dumber two. Like oh, shit God, like just, that, dude. Yeah, just like, no. oh, does this need to be revisited? And especially a world like Blade Runner. 
that's all about the questions it makes you ask. Yeah. You're like, it's, it's, it's the original one's just super cerebral. Yeah. Like that's the entire purpose of the first movie. And you're like, do you want a sequel that gives you only answers? Like, cause that's what we assumed. Like just we to, were going to get, yeah. Where that one left off. Oh, kind of a big Hollywood dumbed down reboot of Blade Runner with Ryan Gosling looking sexy and running around in space cars. Right. And Indiana Jones, Indiana Jonesing around. Yeah. And, you know, not to pivot too hard, but like it's a perfect transition. And we'll begin to, you know, kind of give our overall thoughts on the film. Like, that's not what the sequel was. No. Dude, it's a $200 million like art house flick. Yeah, exactly. And in no world does this movie need to exist. Like, how did this get made? <laughs> You're right. Because still, you know, you you have the the original. You know why? But just like it's so weird and smart and like a really good movie. Like I'm yes. saying, I enjoyed and, and, it. And you know, when I brought up the you know the term for the first one of being very cerebral. Yeah, and I got this. Yeah, this was a this was a major thinking movie. It made you think about what was going on and. What these characters were about. Oh yeah, because because it, you know, um, it's gotten to a point where you can't tell. No, like it, the replicant, like that's you know kind of the first opening scene. You know, we're just going head first in now. Full spoilers. Just want to throw that up. We're talking all everything. Is, yeah, in the, and the, out. What we liked about this movie. Yes. And um, so yeah, that you lead perfectly into you know kind of the opening scene that establishes that. Which with the fight scene between Dave Bautista and Ryan Gosling, where we find out like replicants can age now, right? You they're know. they're so advanced, yeah, the, indistinguishable, right? Because we learn at that moment, boom, our protagonist Ryan Gosling, replicant from day one, we know, right? Yeah, like, and the cool thing about it, which was kind of hokey, but I. It, it it made a lot of sense of how the movie ran was you know the opening scroll like yeah. Star Wars yeah that kind of you know it 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 filled in that you know that that you know what is it uh thirty years thirty five years yeah exactly. thirty five year gap of what what What's was been happening. going on and I enjoyed it and this is me getting on my nerd horse like because <laughs> so. In the original theatrical cut of this movie, there's the opening, like, replicants are future... It does the same thing. Right. So it's a nod to the different versions of the film and they how they kind of picked and choose what to take and what to, you know, bring forward thematically in this. But they kept that. Right. And I think yeah. it was extremely effective. Yeah, exactly. Because and it was, that was so cool about it. And it didn't bother me like the first one, where the first one was just, like, explaining what the fuck was going on. This was right. like... It expect you to know, right? Like it was using words like Nexus Eight, like this is the next model of a replicant. You gotta know what a replicant is, right? And I dug it for no reason. Like I, I, I'm gonna agree with you. Like it, the first time I saw it, because I gotta say it twice already, right? The first time I saw it, I was like, all right, I roll. The first time it popped up, but then it gets to the bottom, yeah. And it's just so cool with the score behind it, and it was like, and the people. Uh, made to hunt them, right? Are still called Blade, Blade Runner. Runner, 
and then everything yeah. go all the white text in the middle goes away and all you see is replicant at the top and yeah. blade runner at the bottom yeah. and red and i was like okay that's pretty fucking cool yeah and because uh, you know the original it was humans hunting the replicants because yeah. the replicants as it explained had become advanced enough where they started rebelling basically well yeah they could they, they realized they were replicants like, right that yeah, and they didn't want to be slaves, and that's basically what they were built for. Yeah, and this movie does an amazing job. That's a great kind of segue into like just the themes that it, you know, kind of copied from the original. Like you get the same themes of like what it means to be human. You know, those lines that are blurred. Like what is life? You know, and it does a good job of extending those. Yes. And adding new questions. Oh yeah, because because of how close these replicants are to humans now. Exactly. You know that next generation that Wallace designs. Yeah, Jared is, Leto's character. Yeah, is that close to being human? The only thing they're lacking, which you know, is through the, them, is the conception. Yeah. Of a new being from you know something that is supposedly man-made. Exactly, and you know that brings up. The one poignant line I want to point out um, that Ryan Gosling says at the beginning of the movie, it's like, well, I've never killed something that's been born before. I guess supposed to being born is to be have a soul. Right. And that's the whole concept of the film. Right. And it's, Because they, they, they link the soul to being that part of the human yeah. because humans are born. And the whole replicant line is more human than human. So like right. this changes everything. And this is kind of a point I want to give as we transition into the plot a little bit, uh, a point I want to give to the sequel kind of over the original. I enjoyed the detective story in this one a lot more than the original plot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having recently saw the first one in like a week ago, it's very straightforward. Like they bring in Harrison Ford. They're like, get these four guys. And then Harrison Ford kind of accidentally stumbles into each one of the replicants and ends up shooting them. Right. Like, there's not a lot of detecting. There's no mystery, really. No. It's, it's just it's kind of more. Of, it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a movie of the futuristic weirdness and what the replicants are like. Exactly. Not but, so much. Yeah, all Harrison Ford basically is is a, is a manhunter. Yeah. But this one does a good job of giving you a full freaking twist yeah that detective, yeah shows like, how yeah how good of a detective this guy is. yeah and i think ryan gosling just kills it yeah dude. yeah uh, the perfect emotionless yes yeah the whole movie he's just yeah emotionless it's but you see the touches of humanity when his thing with joy and i, I can't really harp enough on you know seeing this movie twice and really kind of getting my mind around it the second time how fucking brutally smart he plays it and when you um kind of the movie unfolds and you realize what it's actually about all the little stuff he does at the beginning of the movie on a subsequent watch is brilliant yeah dude like how cold he is with real people but how real he is with joy and it's the whole idea of what's real what's fake like that yeah like yeah he's 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 um he's brilliant yeah like 
as you know as that replicant he really is and it's so unique of a position he's put in because we have this uh, you know especially being fans of the original we have this you know natural connection to the replicants right but we've never spent like this substantial amount of time with a replicant no and we get an idea for this new model and how like the baseline test shit he oh, goes through geez. yeah and just how he's treated just it's so cool, and he does such a great job, and, and, kind of taking you know, it through and, and this being, journey. You know, in being, you know, the line that he walks, it's it, it it's that blurred line because he's bouncing back and forth, yeah, between human and replicant. Because yeah, as we're the story's unfolding, we're as the audience are supposed to find out with him, he's technically the child, right? And you know, we're beating around the bush. But uh, kind of how the story unfolds is uh, he finds out that these bones at Bautista's ranch, and it turns out to be Rachel's bones. Right. From Sean Young's character from the original. From the original. And he, you get to hear the voiceover again with Deckard giving the Voint comp test to her and all that shit. Right. So we're like, oh shit, this is all, this is Deckard this and is Rachel's kid. Yeah, this is tying directly into the end of the first First one. one. Where they, you know, run off together and Edward yep. James almost lets them go. And then, um, so we get that and throughout this mystery, uh, Ryan Gosling is looking for the child. Meanwhile, he's looking for the child. Robin Wright wants him to kill the child. And Wallace has his number one replicant goon, Love, played by what's her name sylvia hoax who's a badass villain oh yeah she's and uh, talking about another you know just y- the the emotionless but she had emotion yeah like she wanted to have emotion so bad like she the single rolling tears every time when it was just forcing it out of her yeah and, and that was i made that comment after the movie last night about how these damn replicants all of them cry yeah <laughs> that's because that's I a guess human that's reaction the, yeah dude. that's human emotion that you know that's so hard to replicate well exactly because it shows the evolution from the first film i'm i'm telling you dude i'm getting so nerdy on this i'm fucking <laughs> i google watched that movie last night 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 and just like picked it a fucking part but that's kind of the point of seeing these replicants show that emotion is right. because the whole point of telling a replicant from a human in the first one was because they couldn't experience empathy right that was what the point yeah, comp just, test yeah, tested was they so that's immediately showing that progression right that what what happened in this next model yeah through like through a subtle way it's not you know hammering you over the head and right. it's there no. for you know fans of the original so another yeah. you know it's one of those you know cerebral type Just evolutions subtext, of of the of the movie like, is that it makes you kind of think and evaluate everything yeah you question and that's i did that the whole movie the, was I, always questioning you know are we are we doing human you know, are we doing replicant? Yeah. Is it a crossover? You know, and who's and we, the kid? Like, yeah. is Ryan Gosling really the kid? Do you believe? Like, yeah, and yeah, it becomes it just it just it has a great wander to it. It does, and you know, tie back to the point when we got off on the original tangent. It has a great wander, but I think Sylvia Hoax and the villain of Love literally plays like puppet master. 
and how she keeps everything kind of moving and manipulating Ryan right. Gosling along this path to get him where he needs to go. Right. Like yeah. she does like a such a good job as yeah, just being she's this the, maniacal. The, the right, yeah, the right hand man for Wallace. And has some cool ass throwdown scenes. Oh, yeah, she's badass. And kills the shit out of Robin Wright. <laughs> yeah, she does. When she crushes the glass in her in hand. Her hand. And you're like, oh, and, fuck, but dude. you know, but you gotta think that scene, Robin Wright really didn't flinch until the very end. Nah, because she, like, she was hardcore as Madam. Yeah, like, Madam. And and well, and you think and uh, and I, you know, I question this. Was she a replicant? No. See, I don't think she was. Because then you lose the entire purpose of the hair hitting on him scene. Right. Where and I'm if she was a replicant, she wouldn't do that. Well, yeah. And then him turning him down. The whole point of that scene is like he doesn't feel anything real with the real person. He wants to go back to his fake his girlfriend. Because that's what's real to him. And right. What, it's oh, like yeah, brain just, melting. Yeah, fucking. you can just feel, feel the shit bouncing around in your yeah, brain. I, I love it. And, you know, to, to kind of like further along. So we get. Uh, Ryan Gosling figuring out that he's the child, air quotes. Yeah. Because he has this memory. And then he goes and gets the memory tested by this memory lady. And she's like, yeah, that memory's real. And, and it, it freaks him out. Yeah. Like, he fucking flips, <laughs> dude. And I would, too. Yeah. Because now he realizes I'm hunted. Yeah. Like, it's over. <clears throat> like, Everybody wants. Guy. The cops want me dead. And Wallace wants me to fucking yeah. be able to to uh, basically create replicants. And it's at this moment where the movie takes a real turn for me, especially in that second watch, knowing the inevitable twist. So I, I kind of want to get your opinion because I have mine. Um, we'll talk about the twist first, and then I'll kind of talk about my twi- uh, second experience <laughs> with the twist. Right. So what did you think about it? Like to kind of lead after he finds out that his memory's real and goes to Harrison Ford and we get the introduction to Deckard and I want to talk about him last. Right. Harrison Ford's kind of his own thing. But how did you feel about the realization that he wasn't, after all this time, like he's not the kid? Um, I was a little disappointed. Really? Because I kind of I hoped it was just because of his memories. Yeah. You know, and, and when he would have the memories, they were so real. Yeah. And lifelike that, but then also too, I question, you know, why would he have those kind of memories anyway, if he was a replicant, Yeah, unless like, somebody put him there. Exactly. And how could somebody put him there when he gets fucking deprogrammed every day? Yeah. Basically. So, you know, yeah, that was kind of my thing. Um, my experience with it the first time when I didn't know it was coming, I was ecstatic because it was like, I was like, thank God. They didn't do the, you know, Indiana the, Jones route. Yeah, the, the hero has a new the, kid because it's thirty-five years later, and yeah. now blah. And the new kid's the strapping young new A-lister from now to Harrison Ford's old A-lister. Yeah. They threw that trope on its head. They're but, like, nope, it's that weird but, chick but, you but met when once. I, but when I found out, you know, and got past, you know, the, all the bouncing around in my head. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, that's cool. That means we get another character yeah. that has got to come into play somewhere. Exactly. But So I really enjoyed it the first time. And the second time, I really enjoyed it because knowing it and viewing it the second time, 
it really solidifies the entire idea of Ryan Gosling's story and the meaning of this movie. Right. Because um, to finish up talking about the plot before we talk about Harrison Ford. Uh, so, like, the first time I watched it, you see, like, the twist. Jared Leto takes Harrison Ford. They have that insane heart-to-heart scene yep. where you get to see Sean Young's replicant come out, yeah. and you're like, damn. Uh, he's going hardcore here. Yeah. And then, Try- then Harrison Ford stands up. Her eyes were green. Yes, dude. I love it. And, 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 and honey. No. Yeah, love. Love. She just yeah. blows her head off. Blows her head off, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And so we get Ryan Gosling waking up with the cult, with the replicant cult for the revolution. After that, but it's the whole idea that you know, kind of from the time Ryan Gosling figures out that that memory's real to the end of the movie, you get kind of um, the idea that for the first time ever he gets to make his choices. Right. And because he turns away from Madam, doesn't do what she says, and doesn't do what um, Wallace, wants. Wallace wants. And from that moment forward, you're like, boom. But the first watch, to go back a little bit, uh, I'm all over the place, but you get it and you're getting all these setups for like the replicant revolution, the Wallace right. Corporation and their overarching plan off world. And these yeah. boom, boom, these big concepts that ultimately at the end of the film do not pay off. Like none of it is touched on. No. <clears throat> and, and, and it really, if you think about it, it, it became just white noise basically to what the really core of the plot was. Exactly. But at first when you're no, you're going in to see Blade Runner 2049 in IMAX on Blockbuster. Like, they marketed this thing to be a Blockbuster. Right. So you think, they're starting franchising shit. Like, what? You didn't yeah. even answer any of those questions. Those <laughs> yeah. are big budget action movie questions. Yeah, that, and, that weren't even, yeah, they, they were mentioned but never addressed. And that's exactly, like, it's not supposed to be about that. No. That's kind of what I, the point I was I'm trying to make this whole time is like this movie does the opposite of everything a $200 million sci-fi film should do. Right. Like it, it, it goes but, almost like in reverse. Yes. But it's ultimately oh, the it's perfect great. choice. Yes. It makes it such yes. a unique experience where you because don't it know makes what to it expect. about the beings. Yes. Which is what a Blade Runner movie should be about is yep. this world that you just get dropped into. Like, we get no, I love how they just don't explain how anything works or what anything is really. No, other than you know, this is 35 years in the future. Yeah. 2049. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 2049 and it's still the apocalypse yeah. basically it's nasty grungy dirty you know you get the snow the area of the snow the heat the desert you yeah. know just san diego <laughs> yeah san diego's a dump yeah basically it is uh but it does just such a good job of you know what the first one did asking questions just ask questions and ask you All to right. go along with them yeah exactly it ultimately tells this human emotional story about fake beings and you're like god uh and that you know transitions me to the final point i want to talk about before we ultimately give our you know wrap up rate review pick our favorite moment right um 
is Harrison Ford as coming back as Deckard. Yeah. Which, you know, it it could have been and could have not have been. Like, I really didn't not did not expect him to be in the movie this little. Right. That's my biggest surprise. Was like, whoa. Right. It was Yeah, the like the very end. And yeah, like basically the, that was it. The last forty five minutes of a two hour and forty five right. minute movie. I really I really thought he was gonna do more detective work with, with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And it ends up being not that way at all. No. But I loved it because it didn't surprise me and follow what I expected from a film like this. Right. And I think and, and, and even though he was in a small part of the movie, he played such a big part. Ama- like, that's the point I want to make is I was, like, truly, truly, like, blown away by what Harrison Ford does. Yeah. Like, as a guy who has made it quite publicly known, he doesn't give a shit anymore about, like, anything. Right. Like he but, but he knows how this, to he dude. knows how to step on the X and make it happen. Exactly. Like he brought it like Yeah. I'm saying I like this movie enough and I think it has enough like film balls to it. Like dude, like best supporting actor. Yeah. For kind and of for thing, the man. for the short amount of time he was Yeah. He was in it. Like I think he he's killed it. Like he's I was I was like, whoa. I expected, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Harrison Blade Runner, like right, yeah, like the senior detective type. Yeah, just you know, normal no, Harrison Ford. He, no, he's he he's he's in 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 basically solitude. Yeah, like and just broken and sad. But ultimately, like the scene of he doesn't even get to say anything to his daughter and how powerful that is. Like the one scene because he has they, with they, Leto. They did just the marvelous job working up to that point. Yes, and yeah, it's a master class of storytelling. Like you know, I I love my popcorn movies, and I'll justify watching a Ninja Turtles movie every day of the week. Yeah, exactly. But it's very seldom that a movie comes around like this that is a amazingly like spectacle, gorgeous wonderful to look at awesome but like so rich and like film and 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 i love the cerebral part of it yeah and to me that was that was the 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 turning component to um it being an acceptable sequel to the first one was yeah they didn't spoon feed you anything no I love like that's my favorite part of you know rewatching Blade the original and both this one now too is sitting there and getting something new every time because you're trying to figure out what the fuck's going, going on. on and not in the a bad whole way time. like this is confusing no like it makes sense you just yeah, gotta it fu- makes you it makes you deep think yes and I love it like what is real yeah, what is one hundred percent and then you throw in the visual and we haven't even touched on the soundtrack and the and the overall sound of the movie that is a perfect it's segue. just it just it it and and how it how it comes in and how they tie it in to what's going on visually is yeah. just perfect and i mean it's just yeah it's just like wow all, this is cool every like every aspect of this movie is hit out of the part like the visuals and seeing it in imax um oh it, it, it just yeah and it wasn't even in 3d and it was overwhelming no it, it may have been one of the top five most immersive like film experiences i've ever had with like the booming sound behind you like it does such a good job of invoking you know the and, and your emotion in your From thought what it does into in what's going on like yeah exactly 
so having that like rattle your seat and I made a comment as soon as the movie ended last night at the theater uh, was I think that's the first IMAX movie I've ever seen that didn't change perspective on yeah. the screen. Like you never it, got it the black go bars. back and forth. Back, it was whole screen the it whole time. It was fucking shot in IMAX like the yeah. whole way, man. Like remastered. Yeah, it was just for like IMAX. I said, it was you know looking at that screen and what was going on. And <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, what surprised me too, and it actually made me really enjoy the movie more, is there wasn't all this $200 million grandiose explosions no. and all of that. This was, this was a, a perfect story about beings. Yeah. But they use that money to just build this world. Yeah. They fully sold this world. Where, this universe. Yeah. Whatever part of the, basically the country he was in, you were immersed in that part of yeah, it. like and they were all different, and that's what was so cool about like, it. And that kind of you know points out, like I've mentioned Harrison Ford, but as well as like the sound design, the set design, like all those technical categories. Yep, I really want this movie to be 2017's Mad Max Fury Road, right? Like a genre film that gets the credit it deserves because For being perfectly visual, it or just perfectly perfect, like, right? From a the music, like Hans Zimmer's score. Like yep. all like the cinematography, how it's shot, like just how it makes you feel like you're in it again. Like, right. Yeah, you're immersed in it. And the colors, the fucking visual effects with her, like the giant visual um holographic billboard joy at oh, the yeah. end. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, all, everything that's going on on these buildings in this dark, dank, just yeah. you know, nighttime grunge that City, is the yeah. world that he he lives in. Like, oh, it's, yeah, man, I think they did a wonderful, wonderful job. Yep. So the question is, how do you feel it being a sequel? Like, I think it's more than worthy. I think they can stand toe-to-toe with each other now. Right. Like, I, there was no drop-off on quality. No. Like, I said, there's certain points of parts of this movie that I mentioned, you know, the plot or the actual detective plot you know, some of the visuals that I hold higher than the original. Right. And I have a extremely high opinion of the original. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, and that's, and like I said, and that's what really surprised me and, and, and just brought my enjoyment of the movie up several notches was that it carried that. It did. It felt like it belonged in that world. Like, that's it right. didn't feel different. Yep. Denny Vell, like I cannot give that dude enough credit. Like he's a master class. Like this yeah. and Arrival. Like this dude gets how to make movies and somehow conned Sony and Warner Brothers into giving him two hundred million dollars to make a fucking like fan film, and, yeah, Blade Runner. And, yeah, an art film. <laughs> yeah, like it's this doesn't. And I mean that's why it hasn't made a lot of money. Like I didn't expect. Like this is not for everybody. It is two hours and forty five minutes yeah, long. Yeah, it's a long movie and. You re- you need to be a fan of the first one. Yeah, because there's a lot of walking. There's yeah. a lot of dr- watching him drive around in a car. Yeah. And if you're not into like just amazing visuals and boom, boom, it, it yeah. can. And, can and the little people. minute things that just happen. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I love too is that you, you can sit there and you're immersed in this, this, this 
menial scene as per se that somebody's looking at, but it's not menial if you're looking at the scene. The best example of that, and I've heard other people in reviews I've listened to complain about, it, is the B scene before he meets Harrison Ford. People are like, that's stupid. This hours, this movie's two hours and 45 minutes long. Why do we need to see Ryan Gosling walking up to some bees? Well, but... I was like, they set it up that this is a barren wasteland desert hit by a dirty bomb, and bees are the building block of life, dude. Yeah, they, they pollinate our food. It's an idea that, you know, no matter what, we will thrive as a species. The earth will thrive with despite us in spite of us yeah it will let us kill ourselves off and it will survive yes like it will rebuild itself and just touching on you know the environmental questions as well as the are we real technological questions of the first film it does such a good job of both and i don't think like it doesn't feel like it's two hours and 45 minutes no but, and and that's what I said. It has a great wander. It does, and and you get some great fight scenes with robots, which is awesome because they're they're you know they're super strong and they just fucking throw down. And it, but dude. you get you know you get scenes that are just so cerebral and the shit just bounces around yeah, in your head. Exactly, and it, I realize this movie isn't for everybody, but man, was it for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And I'm, 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, make a bow to the first one. Yeah, like they're up there. They're both up there. Yeah, and, and yes, I, I feel that you know, being a sequel, and I was super apprehensive going into it. Yeah, like I really was. It's like, uh, that's this is not something that needed to be revisited. done again. Yeah, we don't need to know. Like no. they don't eat and. Like shit in this movie, they still don't even answer if Deckard is a replicant. In fact, they they just add more. It. Yeah, add more layers to it. Exactly. Like that is insane. Yeah. Dude. So, all right, man, we've beat it to death. Um, give me your favorite moment first before we give it its rating. Just like favorite moment. There was a lot of really good ones. Yeah. Um. Hmm. One that really got me and got me thinking was his interaction with the the daughter. Okay, the first time. The first time when they were talking to each other. Yeah. And she was explaining herself and him. What she did. Yeah, and you know, and his lack of emotion until she read his memory. Yeah. And then once you know, once he fucking short circuited. Yeah. Because you're, you got to think he's a machine. Yeah, like it sold you that he might be real. Exactly. That, yeah, uh, and maybe real, but he could be, yes, very possibly the offspring. Yeah, like it sold you on that moment, which is crazy because I'm going to comment on that on the rewatch. She sells it because she's crying. Yeah. Because that's her fucking memory. And you're like, (laughs) yeah. And you realize that she knows it's real because it's fucking hers, bitch. And, and you get that and see, that's what's so cool about how this movie plays out is that without explaining it coming up and just smacking you in the face about how that scene played. You're like, holy shit. It's like, I understand now. I get it. it I know. I know. She, yeah. you know, she d- did this. Exactly. And it all makes sense, you know? It, yeah. Yeah. Hey, whoa, yay. <laughs> yeah, like I can get behind <laughs> that, dude. That's it. Yeah. That, that, yeah. 
I mean, that's essentially the crux of the movie, and they do a great job of pulling, like, every boom, 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 it hits. Yes, it nails everything it tries to do. Yep. But um, I think my favorite part, dude, and we didn't touch on it, is the first time she calls K. Joe. Right. Oh, and, and we sat there and looked at each other. What the fuck? Where did they come, they come up with Joe? Just because it's so funny, dude. Like right. everyone in my la- uh, theater laughed both times I saw it. It was right. like when Joy, uh, Anna de Armas's character, the AI, yeah. talks. It's like you're special. You were born. You need a name. Your mother would have named you. How about Joe? <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> Joe? Yeah. But even the second time, I'm like. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I landed Joe. And then every time it came up, I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Joe. And she tries to say on. it so serious. Yeah. Like, this is something special. But, dude, even that gets paid off. Yeah. Because when he's talking to the billboard and the billboards are like, are you lonely? You look like a happy Joe. And you're like, fuck, not even that's real, bitch. This guy can't get a win. Life sucks. Right. But at the end, he still made the most human choice to not do what Wallace wanted or his boss wanted yeah. or even the you know revolutionist replicants. He did the human thing. He took a father back to his daughter. And, oh, yep. and, so, then, and then lays there and dies. Yes. So, dude, tell me, <laughs> what is your rating? One out of five replicant eyes. <laughs> That fucking Blade reprogramming shit, dude. That yeah. baseline, I just cells uh, within cells, cells within cells. There's a bug on your arm, cells, cells. There's like you, you hold a loved one for the first time, cells, cells. Like, dude, you're like, what? And the second time it goes through it, and the sound, they have the wah, wah behind it, and you're like, what? I can't even fucking handle this shit right now, dude. I'm off baseline. They're gonna what? skin starts crawling, you know, you fucking yes, yeah, like uh, we could go on all day. But give me, what's your rating? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. One out of one out of one five out of five replicant eyes. I'm I'll give them a get. I'm four and three quarters. Yeah, almost a five. It's not like I said. It doesn't do enough futuristic for me like the first one did, which is what I was kind of expecting. Yeah, just because we have to look around us now, and you know it's. It's kind of real. Yeah. Where like, the first one, you believe. so far away. Yeah, you believe that, you know, this is futuristic stuff. You know, these replicants, these androids, you know, they're going to design to fucking do yeah. what, you know, we don't want to do. And they looked different enough that, that it was still like robots. Yeah, like, exactly. With the eyes and, and how. And that was, you know, that, that quarter point is yeah, it, it. without it being a perfect movie. Yeah, and I have no qualms with that, so I'm gonna give it a five. Like this, this and Logan for me, as far as this year, have been holy shit. That came out of really. I, that's I didn't expect that to be nearly as good as it was. Right. No. Yes. Like you know what I mean. But I was you know you really you know up until you saw it and we talked about it a little bit. I was like, eh, yeah, know, reboot, I don't, don't want to see it. You know. Blade Runner, the original, that's my shit. I yeah, don't want to go and be just completely wiped out, disappointed this about how it. they fucked up my first movie. But they don't. No, yeah. and that's that's it's, the greatest part. It's done with tender love and care and like yes. all yes. of it, dude. It's yeah. It's, it, and and you know, it pays it pays respect, it pays homage to the first movie. And grows upon it. Yes. Without this will be this will be a, a, a cult classic, yeah, too. Exactly, because it ain't making no money. No. This movie was made for like eight people. Exactly. It happened to be in two of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and mom will see it too. Oh, yeah. 
for Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. So that's it. That's the chat for this week. We done bladed the runners and uh, <laughs> retire. We're going to retire our replicant selves now. But before that, you know, Internet peoples, what did you think of Blade Runner 2049? Come talk it with us. You can find us online, LegacyCharacters.com, all social media at outlets, at Legacy Characters. Search that. You'll find us. Um, and if you enjoyed the show today, please go on iTunes, like, subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps the show get found. We enjoy doing this, and it's more fun when more people listen. Just start a, you know, kind of a banter. vocal community. That's banter. Yeah, exactly. That's banter, man. Talk it up. <laughs> but this was awesome, Daddy-O. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. In the new movie. Legacy Lounge, Kristen did right. Yes, good old chat. All right. And everybody, until next time, go out and make your legacy. You characters. Mm-hmm.